Sometimes online you might read uh, modern alternatives to the Ten Commandments. People are asked what they would do if they had to give the top ten tips on how to live the good life. When modern people talk about the good life, their silence on the subject of God is deafening. Everyone looks at the Ten Commandments and thinks, the first four commandments look really weird because they're all to do with God. Well, there's a reason for that. It's not surprising when people um, leave God out of their Ten Commandments. What is surprising is when Christians consider God to be irrelevant to the Ten Commandments. Um, sometimes Christians try to cite the Ten Commandments as like this common sense morality that could be detached from the God who gave the commandments. They argue that um, pretty much the whole world not only can agree to the Ten Commandments, but that the whole world pretty much has agreed to the Ten Commandments. The claim is that the law written on these tablets of stone is a natural law that is known by all, at least deep down. If you ask me, though, the Ten Commandments are particular commands from a particular God to a particular people. And the prohibitions on killing and stealing and lying that everybody agrees to, those things flow out of the particular Lord that God happens to be. On Mount Sinai, the unseen Lord begins by stating how very particular he is. Exodus 20 verse 2, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. A particular God with a particular story and a particular people. And his first three words to his people are strictly theological. Number one, don't have any gods before my presence, my son. Number two, don't bow down to any other gods except my son. Number three, do not carry my name in vain, the name of the Lord, the particular name of the Lord. And then straight away, number four, the Sabbath. I mean, there's, there's a particular Jewish observance, if ever there was one. And together, these first four commands, often known as the first table or the first tablet, they are the foundations for the last six. Particular love for this particular God of the covenant is not an optional preamble. It's the very heart of the law. It's the, the engine of the law. It's the fountainhead of the law. And then, having established the priority and the power of these first four commandments, then we come in to the second table, love for others. And here is the first commandment on the second table, the fifth commandment, and it is Exodus 20 from verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. The very first commandment regarding love of people makes it unavoidably concrete. Not everyone has a spouse or siblings to love. Not everyone even has a neighbor to love, but everyone has a mother and a father. And so our Heavenly Father says, start there. Start not with an abstract love for humanity in general, but start with those relations who are closest to you. I love Charles Schultz's uh, cartoon, Peanuts. Linus in the cartoon once remarked, I love mankind. It's people I can't stand. Um, I think he ide identifies a real issue in the human heart. We can easily nurse a feeling of love for all humankind, but loving the actual people in our lives is where we constantly fail. But that's what we all need if our talk about love is to take flesh. We don't need more love for the world. We need to love the people we actually live with. And so the Father says, love your parents, honor them. As the Apostle Paul will say, God the Father is he of whom the whole family on earth is named, Ephesians 3 verse 15. Therefore, to honor our heavenly parents, we must honor our earthly parents. Conversely, if we fail to honor our earthly parents, it's a sign that we are out of sorts with God. 
In Romans chapter 1, Paul reveals a litany of sins. He says of the human race estranged from God. Listen out for where uh, honoring parents comes in this list. Here is the sins of mankind. He says, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. Romans 1 uh, from 28 to 30. Now, we probably don't think that disobedience to parents belongs on the same list as some of those other things. But for Paul, it summarizes what is wrong with the human heart. Our natural inclination towards childish rebellion is chilling when you think about it. Before we have even learnt to speak, we rebel in all sorts of ways against those who have begotten us. We owe them our existence, and yet we oppose them with a mad mistrust. Dishonor of parents is symptomatic of our dishonoring of God. But the good life is different. The good life, as lived by Jesus, loves our heavenly parents and honors our earthly parents. You know, at the beginning of Jesus' life, he showed what it looked like. Luke chapter 2, we see him honoring his parents, even from a young age. And then at the end of his life, John chapter 19, we see him taking care of his mother, even through the horrors of crucifixion. We are called similarly to live out his good life, a life of honoring father and mother. Now, sometimes that will be extremely difficult. Sometimes our parents have treated us appallingly sometimes criminally. And at that stage, we may be called to sort of salute the uniform, as soldiers say, to honor the office of parent, even if the office holders, our parents themselves, are unworthy of the honor. But however we do it, this is the good life which God gives to us. We are to honor our parents. You see, the saying, charity begins in the home, is not quite true. It actually starts in heaven. It starts with a father who has loved us extravagantly and who has given us his love in Jesus. But when that love gets into us by the Spirit, the first outworking is in practical service to our nearest and dearest. This is the good life. And in Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul says, There is great good in living this out. Today, hear this command and hear the extraordinary promise that is attached to it. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that, may you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. In God's world, God's good life works. So honor your father and mother. Mm-hmm.